she said, I just look at what you get for 300 bucks and it's just not much anymore. And I mean, that's what people are feeling, right? 100%. People are really feeling that. We talked to a, a woman named Destiny in South Carolina and she had three little kids all using formula. We know there've been formula shortages too because of the Biden administration's regulations. And she was talking about trying to ration out for a week so there was enough for all three kids. And she came to the, ga or she came to the grocery store event, got the $60 gift card, and that again made her whole where she felt good about that week. And, um, you know, I'm pretty blessed. My family's blessed. We can afford all the milk that my three boys drink in a week. But um, families are really struggling and families are, are making real decisions on what not to do because of inflation and, and higher prices across the country for everything they buy. It's not just limited to gas or home energy or grocery. Yeah. Everything they buy costs more. And it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't it's have to be. bad policy. And, you know, I fear, I hope that Americans never just accept that as a way of life. Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All right, hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of American Potential. You know, as we look at starting 2024, we wanted to pause and reflect on what's been able to be achieved this past year. Now, we're doing this in a four-part series and talking with representatives from Concerned Veterans for America, Libre, Americans for Prosperity, and our very own podcast team, some of whom you haven't met yet, to talk about what stories they enjoyed the most, as well as what the organizations have been able to work on this past year. Now, today's episode is the third in our end of the year series, and today we're going to talk about Americans for Prosperity. Our guest today has been on before to talk about this year's Prosperity is Possible national tour, that focused on highlighting how Bidenomics is a disaster on families' budgets due to rising inflation. So besides highlighting how Bidenomics is not helping Americans, what else has Americans for Prosperity been able to accomplish at both the state and federal level? I want to welcome back Kent Strang, who is the Managing Director for Americans for Prosperity. Kent, thanks for being with us. How thanks are you? Thanks for having me back, Jeff. It's great to have you. Uh, it's been an amazing year, incredible year, really. Uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of work that you and your team has done and the, the great teams for AFP all across, all across the country, right? It's been a great year. As I was pulling things and prepping for this, how much we've done in a calendar year just from the AFP side is pretty astonishing. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, so... Um, we did this Prosperity is Possible tour, and I want you to maybe talk about that and highlighting the price of gas. You know, I still hear people say, well, you know, gas has gone down now. <laughs> Are we still highlighting that? Yes, we're still highlighting it because it could sure be a lot lower if we had developed our, our energy here and if we didn't have the inflation that's, that's driven up those costs. Talk about the Prosperity is Possible tour and how that's been able to highlight some of the bad economic policies of the Biden administration. Right. What a blast. This year, we wrapped a 30-foot RV. I think you've talked to the team about it this yeah. year. We did over 185 Prosperity is Possible events. And these events were really focused exactly what you're talking about. How are people you know, being impacted by inflation? Let's look at the grocery store, at the gas station, home energy. And people are making real trade-offs about that. And I think we've talked a lot about that on the, on the shows. But we crisscrossed the country again this year doing uh, events at grocery stores dropping the price of a gallon of gas down to $2.38. And while it's come down a little bit, it certainly could be a lot better if we had better energy policy. 
talking to folks directly about Bidenomics with Bidenomics breakfast because eggs are so expensive, Bidenomics barbecues because meat is so expensive, and really meeting people where they are, talking to them about how uh, how does inflation happen through government spending, yeah. and then how do we solve it? You know, we talk about on this show about barriers, government created, government imposed barriers for people. The biggest one in every American's life is inflation, and it is right. government caused. I mean, that is the cause of inflation. Too much money. Who gets to print money? Government gets yeah. to print it. Nobody else gets to print money. So it is government uh, caused. And uh, we talked about that. What are some of the ways, some of the events maybe you talked about, you know, we've done gas station events, grocery stores, restaurants, all those things. What's your fav- What's some of your favorite events that, that we did on the tour? So the gas stations are great because yeah. everybody of every walk of life is at a gas station. But I think this year it's been about the grocery store. Um, the average American family was spending $60 more per week in groceries than they were before President Biden took office. And so what we did is we want to give folks just a little bit of temporary relief. Take, a, take them to the grocery store, give them a $60 gift card, and, and let them be whole. We weren't even giving them more than what they had before, but just making them whole. And we would talk to folks, again, making real trade-offs of, hey, I haven't bought this kind of meat in a long time, or I, I had to go to the off-brand that wasn't my favorite, and, right. and talking to folks about the things that they used to enjoy that, that they've traded off against. And we all have those stories. You know, I was talking to my wife the other day, and she She's ordering groceries, you know, on the Walmart app or whatever. And she just says, you know, I mean, I I always try and stay under like $300 a week on groceries, which is a lot of money for for people, right? And she said, I just look at what you get for 300 bucks and it's just not much anymore. And I mean, that's what people are feeling, right? 100%. People are really feeling that. We talked to a a woman named Destiny in South Carolina and she had three little kids all using formula. We know there have been formula shortages too because of the Biden administration's regulations. And she was talking about trying to ration out for a week so there was enough for all three kids. And she came to the ga- or she came to the grocery store event, got the $60 gift card, and that again made her whole where she felt good about that week. And um, you know, I'm pretty blessed. My family's blessed. We can afford all the milk that my three boys drink in a week. But um, families are really struggling and families are, are making real decisions on what not to do because of inflation and and higher prices across the country for everything they buy. It's not just limited to gas or home energy or grocery. Yeah. Everything they buy costs more. And it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't it's have to be It's bad policy. And, you know, I fear, I hope that Americans never just accept that as a way of life because we're, we're better than that. You know, when, yeah. when you look at our, our energy policies around, uh, around the country versus Europe over the past 30 or 40 years, I mean, what they're paying for energy in some European countries right. to heat a small home or something, we, we wouldn't even stand for it in the United States. But, you know, inflation steals in, so, in such a way that it, it kind of robs people almost of, of their common sense and thinking, right. well, gee, it used to be that way. Well, it can be that way again if we get government back, uh, you know, on a on a solid footing and a good course, right? Absolutely. One of the most interesting events we did was on the border of Montana and North Dakota. We went to the Keystone Pipeline um, graveyard, I think is what they call it, and and you saw all the materials wow. that are just sitting and rotting in a field. And our our team from Montana was showing folks around the to show them like. Look at all this infrastructure that's sitting and rusting because of the regulations to to finish that pipeline. And that's, you know, more probably safe 
uh, affordable energy that Americans could have if they would finish that project. But again, this administration doesn't want to do that. They want to limit production, but that's, uh, we all need energy every single day to, to work and to live and, um, they want to limit that as much as they can, and that's unfortunate because it would make it make life more affordable for people. Yeah, and energy is such a driver of inflation too, oh, yeah. right? The more that that goes up, that that causes everything to go up because everything has to be use energy to get delivered. Right. My dad farms for a living, and I think about to put in a crop because food costs are what yeah. people care about, right? And it's like, well, you need diesel fuel to put the crop in, and then you got to use diesel fuel to get the crop out right. and then you've got to put it on a truck and take it somewhere. And you know, that's why your food cost is also going up of like energy is so impactful in our lives that you need, you need affordable diesel fuel and fuel to, to make life affordable. Yeah. You know, I have uh, on, on my phone, I have one of those apps that uh, is connected, I guess, to my credit card. So when I make a purchase, well, let's just be honest, Ken. I put it on there so that when my family makes a purchase, I know, what, we just spent another $100 on Amazon? You're kidding me, right? Exactly. I can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it, it shows me everything I do. And I was up in I was up in Wyoming the other day, and I stopped uh, at a convenience store, and I got out, and I thought, well, I'll just grab like a Diet Dr. Pepper. And admittedly, it, was, it wasn't like the little bottle. It was kind of the bigger bottle, right. Diet Pe Dr. Pepper. And a bag of candy, a bag of candy. Now that says a lot about me. I get it. I understand. But it was a long road trip. I had a three hour drive. And so I got that and I, I paid for it. You don't, you know how you just hand them your card. You don't really what? think about it. I get back in the car and I look at my phone and it tells me you just purchased $14 <laughs> worth of food at this convenience store. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. All I have is a, a large diet Dr. Pepper and a bag of candy, and it was $14. That's, that's, a, that's it's, it's cr incredible to that's think unreal. of that. Yeah. And, but family after family could tell us a very similar oh, story. Right. And that's what you were doing, you know, out across America, right, is having families come in, maybe relieving uh, a little bit of their pain through, through the process, but having them tell their stories and hearing those stories, right? Right. Washington wants to tell you how great everything is. Oh, you know, inflation is just up, up, up a little bit. Uh, but when you go actually talk to real people across this country, and it didn't matter if we were in Ohio or Pennsylvania or Montana or Arizona, Nevada, the stories are, are the same. People are really struggling with this. And to give them a little bit of temporary relief was, uh, was a, a good time this year um, to see how folks are, are impacted by that and to share those stories that real people are, are struggling from inflation. Well, and I think I'm sure you, you saw a lot of tears from, from families and yep. people struggling. I mean, these are real, th there's real impacts. And I think that's the sad thing that Washington forgets. I think the Biden administration certainly has forgotten this. And some members of Congress have too, you know, their decisions have real world everyday, terrible impacts on the citizens that, that have to live under these crazy, crazy rules and policies that they've passed. I can tell you this, we've had members of Congress come out over the last couple of years to events like these at the gas stations and grocery stores. And I think it's been a good reality check for them too. Even folks who are aligned with our policy yeah. solutions that this is real to people. And um, and it's, it's impactful, I know, to all the team that have been on this. And you carry those stories with you. And, and as we go try to fight for good policy, and, and really hone in on the solutions. You, you carry those stories, you carry those people with you because it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's important to our country and to the future of our country to get this right, to get yeah. better policy. Now, 
the point of these is not just to have an event and be nice. The right. point of it is to change policy. Um, now, I think a lot of people are frustrated with kind of the policies of the of the Biden administration, certainly, and and highlighting that certainly has an impact. But what what have been some of the accomplishments, some of the great accomplishments of Americans for Prosperity as you see it in 2023? You know, it's hard because there is a divided Congress right now and yeah. a president that's probably not going to sign the solutions that we're looking for, considering that he created the mess. But you know, also advanced a bunch of congressional review acts. And so co- congressional review acts are basically when Congress steps up and kind of rebukes the president. And we saw that on some of the student loan forgiveness. We saw that through ESG efforts to put politically motivated uh, investments in folks' retirements. And uh, it's an opportunity and on energy and it's an opportunity for Congress. And those are bipartisan where um, you know, senators from the other side of the aisle, the Democratic side of the aisle would come across mm-hmm. and, uh, and tell the president, like, that's the wrong way of thinking about this. And so we still have a long row, a long, long road ahead of us to get good policy, but passing things through the House to show Americans what good policy looks like is always uh, always a good sign so we can create a, a mandate for those policies in the future. How about at the state level, too? I know, I know you deal a lot with the federal right. stuff, but, you know, there have been some amazing. To me, in 2023, it's been the year of education reform. Um, right. You know, a lot of parents getting out. I talked with Russ uh, Duerstein from CVA a little bit earlier in an interview, and he and I were talking about the when government steps in and says, well, this is the way veterans are going to get their health care. That's right. a bad thing. But I compared it to education and K through 12 education, right? Because that's what we've done for 70 or 80 right. years is told kids, you live in this zip code, you're going to go to this school. Um, 2023 was an amazing year in a lot of states because a lot of states stepped up to the plate and said, we're going to empower parents. Right. Um, I mean, that's great? been that's been an amazing thing that's happened, I think, uh, that AFP has helped drive. Absolutely. We've helped drive that. I think seven states passed meaningful school choice reforms this year to put that power back in parents to fund yeah. kids instead of funding those systems. Yeah. Let's talk about immig- immigration, too. I want to yeah. talk about immigration a little bit. Um, I think we've we've done a great job this year of highlighting the mess that the Biden administration has made at the border. There is no border security. We know that. We understand it. But we've we've done a good job, I think, of obviously kind of explaining that America should have a compassionate uh, immigration system that, that actually works and lets people who want to be law-abiding citizens and, and be contributors to our society to come to the United States. But in order to do that, you have to have a system that actually works. That's right. And the system is broken. And we've done a good job, I think, some border trips highlighting uh, some of the problems there. Right. We did four trips to the border this year, three in McAllen, Texas, and one in Arizona. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to show people the full problem at the border. One, we have a border security issue, but also there are good people that want to come to this country and contribute and have a meaningful life and live that American dream. I mean, that's who we are as a people. And so we, we show them that we meet with border security. We meet with agents and talk to us about the problems so much that we can't even film in there to, for their safety. Um, We visit, uh, folks who are dealing with this every day, their businesses. There's a water drainage district that we talk to that's right on the Rio Grande. Talk to the people that are impacted by it, hear their stories. And we also go to uh, various charities and see the humanitarian part of this, right. of folks who are, who are trying to flee a bad situation and come to the United States and live that dream. 
And then we've partnered with a former um, border security sector chief to go throughout our our state chapters and talk about what his experience looks like and how he thinks we could we could partner together to to fix the border and to, um, you know, create good pathways for legal immigration. And then one of the coolest things that I think we did this year that, that I don't know if a lot of people have, have seen unless you've been at one of these events is we took a different kind of camera and uh, created virtual reality yeah. uh, with the cameras where you can put on the glasses or the goggles, not yeah. my thing. Yeah. And, um, and you have a 360 immersive experience right. and, and you kind of, we bring the board. The idea was, well, we can't take everybody who wants to go to the border to the border. Right. Um, you know, that's hard on, on some folks, but like, can we bring it home and walk people through the trip with 360, with the 360 goggles? Yeah. It's a little disorienting. The first time yeah. I did it, I about fell over. Yeah. But, uh, but it's quite an experience. Yeah. So if, if you see any of our state chapters doing events with with, um, with on immigration, we typically have those those goggles to have you. Yeah, watch it. it's a great way to bring people uh, to the border. And and so many of those stories, as you were talking, it I was kind of reliving it in my mind because we had Othel Brand, who who is that water district right. director who you talked about. We had Myra Flores on uh, the podcast and did an episode. Uh, here we we went down to the border in two different trips and and uh, recorded some you know some episodes down there. So it really has been. Uh, Chief Clem was a guest on on the podcast, and we loved having him join us to talk about kind of the impossible situation that some right. of these agents find themselves in, They're trying really, to enforce the law but not really given the tools job, to they? do it. Yeah, an impossible job. job. Yeah, really is. And you know to find out the compassion that they have. Some of them giving away their lunch right. to you know people who are coming across the border and haven't eaten for days or little kids and they these border patrol agents just giving them their sandwich for the day you know i mean just amazing stories like that right. that's that's what's so great about this podcast is we can kind of tell some of those stories i want to talk real quickly about free speech right. uh we've we've done we've seen a lot of attacks on free speech and this this sense in america which i find sad and and we've had lots of good guests we had joe kennedy who of course was the football coach that mm -hmm. uh that took a stand and the supreme court took his case um uh we but we've seen i think across america in so on so many levels we've seen this feeling that you know we have to scream at the top of our lungs what our position is and you have to agree with me or i'm going to cancel you that is uh, a terrible thing in our society and we've got to we've got to do our best to fight back on that first of all the first amendment obviously is talking about the government can't infringe upon uh the free speech rights of citizens but we also need to teach each other and to, to respect other people's speech right. in the traditions of the first amendment and free speech what's afp been doing on that issue and what can we see maybe looking forward into the future on free speech you're 100 right i mean it's our first and most fundamental right the ability to disagree with your government right. frankly yeah. and, right and that's a great thing that that no matter what side of the aisle you're on no matter what your political beliefs are that's an area where we should agree and we need more champions not just in the halls of congress but across the country that, that believe in in free speech and i i read i read a sam adams book earlier this year and you know he was obviously had a lot of strong opinions about the way the English were running the country and would write under pseudonyms and have to hide because he knew that if they ever right. caught him, you know, saying what he was saying, he was going to be in serious trouble. And, and 
you know, in a lot of ways that that has not changed since the late 1700s when he was trying to create, uh, you know, create an American revolution, frankly. And and we do have we have a problem with cancel culture. And so what we've done on free speech is focus on issues like cancel culture, focus on um, <clears throat> the fact that the government cannot silence you. And we've seen through some of our FOIA requests with AFP uh, Foundation that we've seen that Homeland Security is trying to silence people, trying to work with with um, social media companies to shut down you know, various viewpoints yeah. and opinions. You simply cannot simply cannot do that. That's right. a, fundament, a fundamental right. And really elevating these issues and building an audience of folks who are ready to preserve and protect the First Amendment across the country because we need it now more than ever yeah these are all such important uh things i think that that afp is focused on it's really the bedrock of our society and and while other people fight about this candidate or that candidate and all that stuff's valuable people should get involved uh people need to pay attention to these issues and and help build consensus around them whether it's free speech or uh, you know the bad decisions being made by the Biden administration right. in the economy. What's your favorite? What's your favorite moment? If you can tell me, if you can think of it of the past year. So can I give you two? Because yeah. one just isn't enough. Sure. Yeah. All right. I got to get sentimental with you real quick. <laughs> okay. I hope that's okay. Yeah. So we we had the thirty foot RV for the for the PIP tour. Yeah. And we had to drive. Somebody had to go get this in Chicago. It was a family. It was a family effort. Our state director in Wisconsin, her father-in-law, has the RV place, and so he worked out renting us the RV. And somebody had to get it from Chicago to Alexandria, Virginia, to be wrapped. It's about nine hundred thousand miles. Yeah. And this thing's this thing's behemoth. It's it's big. It's hard to drive down the road. <laughs> and so I needed a driver. And I'm like, well, my my dad farms. He has a CDL. Like, I think Big Mark can get this thing across the country. <laughs> and so I convinced my dad on like a, less than a week's notice, <laughs> Dad, get on a plane with me from St. Louis to Chicago. We got in the craziest Uber drive I've, I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to make it. And then so Dad and I drove from Chicago to uh, to D.C. essentially in, in the unwrapped RV that would become the, oh, the, sure. the PIP RV. <laughs> so it was some good quality time with Dad. Yeah. And uh, we had a good time. I think I think he may have enjoyed it more than I did, <laughs> but uh, but it was a good time. Yeah. And then the, the other one is we, we, we did debate watching parties all across the country right. this year yeah. um, to highlight the issues that we wanted to see the candidates talk about. And I think we did almost 100 of them. And we were in... Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the night that the debate was in Milwaukee, and we were at Ex the Explorium Brew House. We'll give them a little bit of plug. Maybe they'll become a sponsor <laughs> in the future. The Explorium <laughs> Brew Pub, and they made us our own beer, the Prosperity is Possible beer. Yeah, right. And uh, and that was that was pretty awesome. That I is pretty that, cool. There was, I think the people not in Milwaukee that night were pretty envious of the <laughs> of the pip beer. Yeah. Did but, you? Uh, and how many of those do you have left, Kent? That's the big question. So. And now be careful still, how you answer. I know. That. So there's still some, <laughs> I think there's still some on the bus. And then I, I took, they were in four packs. I took a four pack for like decoration, yeah. not to drink, just so I kind of always had one. And so I've got four left, but I was hoping that I could get a hold of one where you and I could have a end of the year, great year toast. Sure. And nobody wanted to give them up. They wouldn't give them up. Well, they're collector's items. I'm I sure. So. I mean, it was a, it was an IPA. Do you yeah. like an IPA? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's that would have been got good. Their brand. Some people like yeah. dark beer. Some people like you know various yeah. styles. But it was good. Yeah, balanced IPA. Yeah. Well, and so there's four left. 
Well, well I have four no, wait, left. I have to ask the question, how many were there originally? <laughs> so let me send you some pictures. That's a fair question. <laughs> limited run, limited availability. Okay, all right. Um, you know, if you really need to get your hands on some some pip beer. Yeah. Um, Megan Novak, the Wisconsin State yeah. Director. But what would you expect? Would you expect anything less from Wisconsin Not being, really. being no. having their own beer? Yeah. And we had we just had Megan on. We just did it And she didn't yesterday. bring you a beer? Well, it was remote. We had to record remote. So she oh. owes it to us. All right. She owes it to us. So I bet she's around for the podcast staff, I would say. Yeah, Wouldn't I think you? we should do that. Let's yeah. get let's get let's, <laughs> I don't even know can you legally ship beer? I'm sure that's some sort of government I don't barrier. Know. There's probably some barrier beer. there. Yeah, There's probably some barrier there. Okay, so uh, you traveled quite a bit. What were your favorite states? You talked about like the event up in Montana and South Dakota. Yeah. What were some of the favorite state visits that you made this year? See, you're going to make me like call out well, no, good state, but bad states. You're, so. fr you're from Illinois. I'm from Illinois. Southern Illinois. St. Louis area. Yeah. 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 So, so other than you can't, so you can't say Illinois, but. No, no, I don't say Illinois. So yeah. I, I went to Vegas. Okay. And and you know the Nevada team better than anybody. Yeah. They just put on they put on a show. I love working with with Wiz and Ronnie and that team. Yep. They're always the best host. They're the the most fun typically. I, I think that Ohio had some just amazing events this year, man. Donovan and his team, they've run great events. Ashley and Mary Beth in Wisconsin run great events. Our Wisconsin team ran great events. The the boneyard that we saw with Montana was fantastic. Yeah. And so you know, in those border trips, you know, people really made an impact on people's lives. And so, you know, we got across the country with not just not just prosperity as possible events, but with those immigration events. And, um, and we really debate watching parties like we, we we held a lot of opportunities for people to learn more about our policies yeah. and and how to make an impact. OK, so what's next? Looking into 2024, what do you see uh, for, for AFP? Yeah. I can't wait. You know, the White House might have tried to retire Bidenomics, but I can assure you, I'm not going to let them. We're not it. retiring I'm, Bidenomics. I'm not going to retire it at all. We're 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 going to make sure that Americans know that this has been a disaster. Yeah, spending five and a half trillion dollars in new money in three years, people got to be held accountable for that, and it's members of Congress that usher that in, and United States senators that usher that in, and we're going to take our grassroots army across the country, and we're going to show people like why prices are higher. And, that, and hold them accountable for those really bad votes. We're going to continue to work on personal options for health care. We're going to continue to do border trips and connect folks to our immigration POV. We're going to continue to work on free speech. There's so much work to do. Uh, and there's other stuff happening this year, but yeah. um, there's so much work to do. And um, so if you want to be a part of AFP, now is a great time to do it. Yeah, and I know the podcast wants to, uh, you know, to partner with you on that. We were yeah. talking about how great it would be to go do some free speech events at yeah. some of the universities, maybe that have been, you know, Supreme Court cases have been decided about a certain university or, you know, travel to some of those places and do some live podcasting events. And so lots of fun stuff coming in, right. in the next year. So if people want to learn more about AFP and, and the great things that AFP does, how can they do that? Well, just... Visit the website, go to americansforprosperity.org, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, but reach out. Like, don't sit on the sidelines. America is too important to sit it out. You cannot sit it out. And so find, we have plenty of opportunities for you to get engaged on a variety of issues, a variety of things uh, that, that you can work towards to bring real solutions. And so don't sit it out. I know you know that, but yeah. don't sit it out. Yeah.
if you if you love America and you believe in the future of it and we can preserve and protect the American dream, come and hang out with us. Yeah. Let's make a difference. Yeah, you got it. Maybe you'll even give them a beer. If, Maybe. If, if it's legal and permissible to do it, sure. <laughs> Sounds like the lawyers have told you to yeah, say that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Just making sure that you know, I don't get it. any you know, grief yeah. from anybody. There you go. Sounds good. Or do the right Thanks thing. for joining us, Kent. Appreciate it. Jeff, thank you so much. Hope you have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. You bet. All right. Well, listen, that is, that's what I love about Americans for Prosperity and some of the great uh, things that they did over this last year. Kent talked about uh, Sam Adams and having to write under pseudonyms and all of that. We don't want that kind of an America. We want to be able to stand up and be proud. And we don't want you to have to write under a pseudonym or keep your views uh, to yourself and not express them. This is America. We're better than that. But the only way we can defend those freedoms and have you and, and, and your neighbors and your friends and your family be able to go out there and fight for the things that you believe in is to get out there and do it. And we have to get out there and fight. You hear me say it all the time. Liberty and freedom are so precious. We take it for granted all the time. It's like your health. I say that all the time on this podcast. It's like your health. As long as you have health, you're good. As long as you have liberty and freedom, you're good. You take it for granted. But when it becomes threatened or it becomes endangered, that's when you realize how precious freedom really is. Well, freedom is precious whether it's threatened or not. Remember that. Fight for it. Go out there and defend liberty and freedom. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.